Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Good to have you on board. Good to have you on board. Uh, another uh, person, player, that is looking for a landing spot, that's OBJ, Odo Beckham Jr. And uh, he's visited with the Cowboys, the Bills, the Giants. And uh, the Cowboys obviously have uh, some some second thoughts as to whether or not. Uh, did you see the video he put out, by the way, Ben? OBJ? No, which one? He put out a video of him working out to prove to everybody because uh, the Cowboys and, and what we found out yesterday as the show ended is that there was some concern over the knee and whether or not he'd actually be able to play like now. If they signed him today, could he be ready to go in two weeks? And um, they don't think he would be able to go. So he's putting out you know videos now uh, of his workouts. To show that, I mean, he's got different videos where he's bench pressing. You know, all the upper body stuff, that's great. And nobody, he didn't tear he didn't tear his shoulder. But he's doing a lot of stuff with rubber bands and, and a lot of footwork and stuff inside gyms. Uh, but the argument is, is, you know, yeah, that's, you're, you're doing that. That's great. But it's not football stuff. And the argument is, is does he have enough to be able to do football stuff? And so he... Uh, uh, right now does not have a job because the question is as to whether or not he'd be able to come back. So we'll have to be, we're still on OBJ watch. Not that he's going to end up in green Bay, but just on OBJ watch in general. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get to the phones today. Shall we? Let's go to Mike listening to us in Fond du Lac. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing today? So far, so good. What's up? Good to hear. Hey, my question about Jim Leonard, uh, I know he turned down other jobs and all that stuff, and I get, you know, Fickle coming in there, bringing his own crew in there and everything, and, you know, it's time to part ways, but if you go back in time when Reggie White was a free agent, he said uh, God spoke to him and told him to go to to the San Fran. He goes, no, no, the other San Fran, because Holmgren came from there to Green Bay, so that was the West Coast and everything, so you're wondering if, not saying he spoke with God, but, hey, I'm going to go back to the Wisconsin football team, you look at the Packers now, defense don't look that good. Good way to get rid of the coordinator they got and say, hey, Jim, you got no job. Why don't you come to Green Bay, Wisconsin? No. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, well, I know here, I'm yeah. reaching way out there, no, but hey, you know. He was a choice you know to I mean? begin with. Exactly, exactly. And he kind of, you know, they didn't do their thing. But now as they come back around, it didn't, you know, it's not working out with this coordinator. You just got to admit it. Bringing him high energy Wisconsin boy, you know, I I think it's a perfect fit and everything. And just put it out there further, Lafleur doesn't really do that well. Leonard, boom, step in, new young head coach. Just saying, guys, I love stirring the pot. Have a good one. There you go. There you go. I uh, first of all, I cannot argue with that, uh, Ben. I know you don't want Jim Leonard to take the Packers job, right? Anywhere but Green Bay, Bill. And that's not because I I don't think it'll work out. Like I think it will be good in the beginning, but we know how Packer defensive coordinators are treated, and we know how it ends usually up there. Yep. I, I don't want to see Jim Leonard in that situation. Um. Uh, yeah. They booed Bart Starr. You know what I mean. They booed Bart. So there, there's, if they don't have the, the reference for Bart Starr, 
And granted, Bart, you know, admitted he just, you know, he, he wanted to do it. He really loved the franchise. He just was in and over his head. Um, They booed Bart Starr, man. And I agree with you. First year, going to be cool. Neat. You get a little time because you got to get things together. You got to get guys on the same page. You got to work it out. After that, it uh, it then it then becomes ugly if things don't work each and every year. And as they say, you're only hired to be fired. Very rarely do you stick around for a long period of time in the NFL, more than a few years, so to speak. Um. Then uh, you you know get to three, four, five years, and then pretty much uh, things are starting to become stale, and you do the same old, same old. The league catches up, and off you go. So, yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to see Jim Leonard go down. But I also think that Wisconsinites are – I'd love to put a poll up. Maybe we'll, let's do that. We'll put a poll up. I'll put a poll up during the break. Of Wisconsinites that want to see Jim Leonard be the next – defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. And if so, how long would you give him to get this thing right, turn it around, and put it on the right track? And then in two, three, four years, whatever it happens to be, if things go bad, does it make it more likely or less likely that you're going to say, blame the defensive coordinator for some of the problems, the way we have blamed Dom Capers, Mike Pettin, um, you know, Joe Barry, you know, it's just uh, there is ne- every missed tackle is the defensive coordinator's fault. We know that. Everything. Think about it now when you when you talk about this, because it is it is something and it's, it's in every state. If there is a guy coming out of your program in your own state, you want to see them excel in your state. You want to see the the hometown player do great for you that's what you want i mean people still to this day they just cannot get past tj watt it will forever stick in the craw of every freaking fan in the state of wisconsin whether you're a wisconsin fan or a packers fan it will forever bother you because you want to see the success but the minute he gets hurt oh he sucks he's fragile he's this he's that you know it's like when we got walked to the altar and we thought that uh, jj watt was coming here and then it didn't happen. You know? And then he got hurt, and there was actually fans going, nah, there you go. You know, it's like, man, all the guy did was choose a different team. Holy crap. So it was, uh, it's kind of be careful what you wish for. So you're trying to be proactive, Ben, and saying, yeah, don't take this job because we don't want to end up wanting you fired. Right? 100%. And yeah. let's look at, let's say it's for next season. Let's look at the defense next year. And yes, on paper, it might look really good. But when is Rashawn Gary coming back? What does the personnel actually look like? Because like Justin Fields, long touchdown run on Sunday. Yeah, Joe Barry's done a poor job this season. But he's not the one who had Justin Fields right in front of him in the hole and whiffed on a tackle. There are just things that this defense has not been able to do. And will Leonard help? I think he will. But six, seven weeks in, when a couple injuries hit and Fields has big runs, everyone's going to turn in a second. And it might even be sooner than that. You ask how long they'd give him, I'd say like three weeks before everyone goes crazy. Yeah. 
877-867-1670. Hit us up. Do you want to see Jim Leonard be the next defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers? And if so, how long do you give him to turn this thing around before the complaining becomes deafening? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Again, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. And welcome back to all of you on the live stream. How we doing? We're back. Good stuff. Yes. yes. During the uh, the last commercial break, not during the top of the hour, but the last commercial break, I got a knock at the door. And uh, sure enough, it was FedEx. I'm really sorry we didn't get here by 8 a.m. That's okay. That's okay. You got us back. We have new equipment. We've got new cords. We got, I mean, it was like a, it, it was like a scramble during the top of the hour, but uh, got it going. So we're back. Good, 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 good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and hopefully you hear us okay. It looks like audio is good. So I'm excited. Uh, let's do this. Uh, our buddy Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us and uh, always good uh, to get him on the air with us. Mark, how you doing, pal? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? I guess you got some new stuff delivered. Excited for that. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing is when you do the show in a studio you had built in your house, it's not like, you know, you know how it is when you have engineers down the hall and you have this parts room that you can just go scour from and you don't have that. You have your equipment and when it goes bad, you're scramble. So it went bad on, it went bad on Monday morning. And then in a couple of days, we had all new equipment delivered just a minute ago. And it was just popping out old cords, putting in new ones. And here we go. So we're off and running. I'm I'm loving life. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's uh, first and foremost talk about the Packers and the fact that they get a win. They rally to get a win. They knock off the Bears. There's a, a level of pride to that. And I understand all of that. But. They also kept playoff hopes alive. But you tell me what you see with this team that would make us in any way, shape, or form believers. Well, I mean, I, I think if you want to take a look at the glass half full, rose-colored glasses approach, you can take a step back and look at the NFC at large and say if they somehow manage to get in, they got a puncher's chance. You know, and I was actually just having this conversation Earlier this morning, I was on a Cowboys show. We sort of took stock of the NFC writ large. And yes, Philadelphia, you know, they certainly look the part. Yes, Dallas, they look the part as well. Those might be perhaps the two most complete teams in the NFC right now. But you step back and look at the NFC writ large, and it's really a lot of question marks. And I know we, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, the Minnesota Vikings this year, whether the Vikings are good or not, whether we believe or not. And I still have reservations. I know they can lock down the division this week, but I still have reservations given how they've played. The teams in the South, yes, somebody's going to win that division. But, you know, the only team I sort of trust is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in two-minute mode. You know, because you look at their recent wins, the Rams, Monday night against the Saints. 
57 minutes of those games, that offense can't do anything. It's only when they sort of go into hurry-up mode and Tom Brady is running things that that offense looks competent. This is the West. Seattle, you've got questions about Geno Smith. He's had a fantastic year. certainly put himself into the long-term situation there. You know, but they seem to have some issues sometimes on the defensive side of the ball. Sometimes they have issues, you know, putting up the points that they need. Do you trust Geno Smith in a playoff game? So there are questions there. San Francisco looks like a complete team, but now they're looking at Brock Purdy down the stretch here, and they won't get Garoppolo back until potentially an NFC championship game. And so, you know, a glimmer of hope could be found there in that, hey, you look at the Packers right now, and yes, the record is what it is. And, you know, it's not the season that we expected. They're not the complete team we expected. They're not as good defensively as we thought they were going to be. But all of the teams in the NFC bill have huge questions, except for maybe Dallas and Philadelphia, and even they might have some questions. You look at, you know, what we've seen the past couple of weeks in the past game, and finally being able to create some explosive plays and, and finally being able to do some things offensively that could get you a couple of wins. And so I think the glimmer of hope, the glass half full approach is, hey, if they get in, they got a shot. But the bigger question is, can they manage to get in? Because the, the, the odds are against them. So, okay, let's let's start off with uh, the, the next foe, which is the Rams. The Rams pick up Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield any kind of a threat at this point, or is he just a guy no. trying to hang on to a job? No, I mean, he's just a guy trying to hang on to a job. And the, the Rams are in a situation where, you know, the Stafford injury now we're hearing this week, sort of a bruised spinal column. He's had the concussion earlier this year. You wonder how much longer Stafford's going to play. I mean, does, does Stafford come back next year? There were sort of rumblings about the Rams after winning their Super Bowl. Guys like Donald kicking around the retirement idea. Even Sean McVay was kicking around the, enti- the retirement idea. You know, is this a situation where they're just going to tear that thing down? We know they sort of mortgaged the future, mortgaged draft picks and things like that to get that Super Bowl. When credit to them, they pulled it off. But when you look at what's happening now, it might be a situation where if, you know, Stafford retires, you know, it's an opportunity to take a look at Baker Mayfield, but I don't think he's any sort of threat. You know, he might start this Thursday night. They were like, send it on the playbook so we can read it on the flight. But we've seen what Baker Mayfield is over the past you know, a couple of weeks of the season, you know, he lost his job in Carolina. He lost his job in Cleveland. Like you said, I think he's just a guy sort of trying to hang on to a job. And so the Rams big picture, they're not going anywhere right now. And so with Green Bay having this by, and you look ahead to the Rams game, it's hard to think that that game is going to be a real problem. Uh, I wanted to ask you also about, now we're talking here about Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, former interim head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, announced that he's going to be leaving Wisconsin. He originally interviewed for the job and was, I guess, was offered the job in Green Bay before they had decided on Joe Barry. There's been a lot of consternation about this Packers defense being good last year and then this year, not good. So my question is, is uh, give me your thoughts on a defensive coordinator who played in the NFL and understands the NFL jumping as a defensive coordinator from the college ranks to the professional ranks to the likelihood of success. Everybody that I talk to, I have a lot of friends, Bill, that are coaches on the defensive side of the ball at the college and high school level who I talk with all the time. And, and the name that they bring up, you know, the person that they bring up, the person that they want to study, that they want to sit down and talk with is Jim Leonard. You know, that's the name I heard over and over and over again over the past couple of years. The respect that, you know, coaches at the high school and lower college level have for what he does on the defensive side of the ball. 
you know, everybody tells me, look, look, if you want to read a defensive playbook right now, read his because it's fantastic. It, you know, his, his approach to defensive football, his approach to what offenses are trying to do and his understanding of what offenses are trying to do both in the pass and the run game and how to best combat those is, you know, sort of early saving. That's the, the phrase that I hear a lot. It's, you know, this is like hearing Nick Saban back when he was at Michigan State. And so I think with the way this game is trending, with the way that we're seeing schemes on both sides of the ball work their way up from the college and even high school ranks to the NFL, he would be a huge home run hire in my mind. You look at what he does conceptually on defense. You look at the ways he uses split safety coverages, which we know are sort of all the rage right now, the way he can sort of dial up pressure and simulated pressure and to create opportunities to get free runners at the quarterback. What he does on the defensive side of the ball, I think is an ideal fit for today's NFL, especially if you, and I've seen Packers fans talk about this, have frustration with sort of static, basic, conservative type defensive play calls. If you want more forward thinking, if you want more of a, sort of modern approach to defensive football, Jim Leonard is your guy. And so I think it would be a home run higher in my mind. Uh, let's move around the rest of the NFL. I want to talk about uh, the, you talk about the Cowboys, and I know that there's some questions about OBJ. They kind of hesitated on bringing him in because they're not quite sure that knee is ready to go as of yet. Give me your thoughts if they get him, and if they don't get him, are they a true contender for a Super Bowl? Because I still think their biggest Achilles heel, while their proponent is Dak Prescott, I think their Achilles heel is Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, they're an interesting team in that they're not getting a ton of production from the wide receiver position. I mean, you look at whether it's just pure receptions or, you know, expected points added per reception by wide receivers. They're like in the 20th to the 25th ranking in the NFL in most of those receiver categories. They need help at the receiver position. It's something that people thought was going to be a problem for them even before they traded away Amari Cooper. And so would Odell help? Yes, if he's healthy. Because you know, frankly, it's not great right now at the wide receiver position. So Lamb is a very nice talent, but the production just hasn't been there. Their production in the past game has really sort of run through the tight end group. They're eighth in the NFL in receptions from tight ends league-wide. You know, the running back room, Tony Pollard, they've got some, you know, production out of the running back room in the passing game, but the receiving component to their pass game is lacking right now. So Odell, if he's healthy, would certainly help. You know, the Prescott situation is interesting because – you know, there are things that he does extremely well, pre-snap identification of coverage and potential blitzes, moves well. He had the touchdown against the Colts, rolling out to his right, making a throw on the move to Gallup. So there are things that he does well, but, you know, a lot of people share your concern that, yes, he's a very good quarterback, but you need, you know, an elite type of quarterback to win games down the stretch to win playoff games and there are some that believe that look he's not that kind of guy and that could be the thing that holds them back they run the ball extremely well one of the best run games in the entire nfl they're one of the best defenses in the entire nfl and so they might be built to make a run in this year's nfl because they can keep scoring down they can get pressure with four and it won't be a situation where prescott has to win them the game but if they get into a playoff game where Prescott has to win it with his arm, there might be a problem. 
Talking with Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us uh, on the hotline. Go go to the rest of the teams in the NFC. You talked a little bit about we talked a little bit about the Cowboys. You've got San Francisco, one of the best defenses, but now they've got a question mark at quarterback. Philadelphia, uh, they seem to at least solidify their run defense, which was really, I guess, their Achilles heel. And then this past week, Derrick Henry only gets thirty yards. Uh, you still have some powerhouses in the NFC. AFC wise, your offensive leaders are Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati's near the top, Miami's near the top. Give me some of the thoughts on some of these teams as we start to head down the stretch and they really start to jockey for position when it comes to playoff opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in the NFC, you look at the Eagles. What I like about the Eagles is they've shown over the past couple of weeks that they can win different ways, right? It was a couple of weeks ago, the Packers, they ran the ball, right? Packers were struggling to stop the run. They ran the ball extremely well, had a fantastic game on the ground. Then you go a following week, you go, go, go up against Tennessee, a defense which has stopped the run pretty well, but it's had some struggle stuff in the past, and they threw it really well. And so I always like when a team shows you that they've got multiple ways to win a game. As you said, they sort of solidified that run defense perhaps to get Jordan Davis back, which I think is going to be huge. And so I think the Eagles are one of the good teams in the NFC and somebody that's certainly in a position to make a run. Minnesota, you know, again, we sort of pulled our hair out with the Vikings this year because one week they look great, then they get blown out by Dallas, and they come back and they look good again. They've got two straight wins against AFC East teams. You know, I, I'm still sort of in that wait-and-see mode, and I know that's strange to say here, you know, early in December on a team, but I, I just can't really talk myself in, myself into the Vikings. You know, flipping to the AFC side, Buffalo, you know, they're back atop the AFC East thanks to what happened this week in Kansas City. Yes, they just lost to Cincinnati, but I think they're still a very good team on both sides of the ball. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey doesn't have that fumble. They're probably in a position to put that game away. I think you do have to give some credit to Cincinnati, the way they've turned things around. I went back and looked at their offense this week, and you remember all the hand running about, you know, they can't figure out two deep coverages. They can't figure out what they're doing on offense. Since then, say week five, after their first five games, they started two and three. They've been one of the best teams against two high. Burrow's been one of the best quarterbacks against two high. You saw that again on Sunday. You know, Kansas City threw, I think it was just, he had six passive attempts against two high coverages. He was six for six on those. And so they've figured that piece out. So I think the Bengals are certainly a team to watch. The Ravens are interested because, you know, both those teams are eight and four, but now you've got a Lamar injury week to week with a PCL strain. PCL sprain, so that's going to be something to watch. And so, you know, I think the AFC may have shifted a little bit, whereas, you know, a couple of weeks ago you had the Dolphins in the mix. Now maybe Buffalo has sort of figured some things out. But, you know, we've still got a lot of football left to be played, and it's still hard to say that, yes, this is by and large the best team in the league, whether it's the AFC or the NFC. Talking with Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us on the highlight. You can find him on Twitter, at Mark Schofield. Before I let you go, I want to go back to the Packers. A lot of talk about next year setting things up, whether or not Rodgers would or would not acquiesce to having Jordan Love plays, open to conversations, and this and that. The Packers know what they have in Jordan Love behind closed doors. I think they really believe that. I think it was a really good comment by Brian Gutekinds the other day who said, we know what he can do, we just need to see if he can win. And now there's a big difference because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks that can really decipher defenses and play well, but can they win in big moments? Do you need to see Jordan Love play a full game or two with you know full prep time and such to say whether or not you would extend him and you would say, yeah, this is the guy, or for other teams to see him and go, hey, we'd like to trade for that guy. Do you have to see him or do you just go, 
Everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but there were some people that believed him in, including the Packers, that thought he was pretty good. He's had four years in the system behind Aaron Rodgers. He's worth a gamble. Do you have to see him play, or do you just take it on blind faith? No, I think you kind of have to see it. And I think the comments, you know, you know what he can do, but you don't know if he can win. It speaks to everything that goes into playing the quarterback position. It's not just a snap to whistle. You know, it's a position where what you do during the week matters, how you prepare for an NFL start matters how you absorb the game plan, the scripted 15, and you're ready to go once that ball is put into play for the first time. All of that stuff matters. And so, you know, if you're the Packers, you want to see what he looks like, you know, going into a start, starting a game, then going into a second one, maybe the last two games of the season, depending on how things shake out over the next couple of weeks. If you're another NFL team, you want to see that too. Because, yes, you know, you've got advanced scouts. You've seen them. You probably scouted them for the draft, so you know what the traits are but you want to see them in action over the course of an actual week of build-up for a game and then perhaps the second week of build-up for a game. And so I think both for the Packers themselves and for other teams that might be interested in acquiring him, you'd like to see him get some starts before this year's over. Good stuff as always, Mark. I certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk again next week, man, okay? Sounds great, Bill. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic week. Absolutely, you too. There you go. That's our buddy Mark Schofield from SB Nation joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They got a lot going on. They have got uh, specialty drinks for the season. They got uh, sports on the tubes. They got music and karaoke and all that kind of stuff going on. They've got the meat raffles, charity events, and the home of the pig porkers. So check out Ryan and the staff over there. They're always doing something really cool. Check out our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. Always good stuff going on over there. Always, always something happening. They're, they're always fun people. Good people over there. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.